Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website missionmatters.com and click on become an author to apply. All right, so today I have Karin Vardanyan on the line and he's a fund manager over at Sprint Crowdfunders Fund. Karin, welcome to the show. Hey Adam, thanks for thanks for having me today. All right, so um, I'm excited to get into what you're doing over at Sprint Crowdfunders Fund, um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how'd you get started in your career and in business? Sure. Um, actually, I, I started in, in banking back in 2008, um, and I, I, I was in banking for around like 10 years. Then I switched to, to this cool stuff uh, over crowdfunding and fund management, and that's how Sprint started, actually. So um, I think that's a great transition, Karin. Let's get into a uh, Sprint Crowdfunders Fund. Um, tell us a little bit more about the fund and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Sure. As, as, as the name tells, it is about crowdfunding. And actually, uh, Sprint is a unique fund, first of its kind, basically, that is a funding crowdfunding campaign uh, with a unique model by uh, combining both funding in terms of cash and expertise in terms of marketing agencies, like crowdfunding agencies that are specialized in in crowdfunding especially. Uh, What's the uniqueness of the model? It's that uh, we mandatorily fund campaigns whenever they uh, work with one of our uh, partner experts. And Mm -hmm. with this model, we are ensuring the success of, of the money spent. So whatever money is spent, it is spent in a professional manner by the experts, and which means that returns will be generated much more and much efficient than if it was be, has been used by, by, by the campaigners themselves. So the one regularity is that we are providing the cash right into the hands of the uh, expert partners, mm-hmm. not to the campaigners, or if at some scenario we provide it to the campaigners directly. Even in that case, we mandate them to use it through the partners we work with. So basically, we provide both cash and expertise, and combining both, we are ensuring the success and uh, effectiveness of the spend and the campaign. Wow, that's um, that's awesome. And I mean, you're right, that, that is a very different model because it, it sounds pretty efficient, like for the supply chain mm-hmm. of what you're doing. It, um, so um, can you give us an example of maybe some of the things you've done, some of the companies you've worked for, the things that are public out there? Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, uh, actually, we have funded already over 45 campaigns. Uh, we started back in 2018. In July, and already funded 45 plus campaigns. Wow! Congratulations. That's a lot yeah, of so campaigns. Thanks. You're a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, which which actually raised uh, in total over over like 18 million plus in total. So I think it's it's a success story. <laughs> that is completely uh, a success story. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, so to 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 uh, bring a particular example, how it works. Um, for example, uh, I can bring you an example of, of the first campaign we funded. It was a funny campaign about uh, toothbrush for dogs. 
which which went viral and uh, hit one million plus uh, on on Kickstarter and farther on Indiegogo. And basically, what we do, the campaign starts, it gains the momentum, and as soon as we see that the traction is good and conversions are good, and at some point the campaigner needs some more budget to boost the campaign further or maintain the momentum there. Uh, we are jumping in by providing the funding through the agency, mm -hmm. as I said. So uh, we are providing the budget. They don't think about any kind of, you know, uh, marketing money that will be spent because we provide everything. They concentrate more on already production setup because the campaign is already successful mm -hmm. on production setup, on logistics, on all other like admin stuff to deliver on time and with, uh, you know, with no bugs, etc. And uh, the budget is being spent by the agency, the campaign is growing more, more backers are coming in, and as soon as the campaign is over, and as soon as Kickstarter pays the funds to the campaigners, we are asking our provided budget back. So it is like instantly, as soon as they receive the funds, we are asking them to pay us back, plus some success fees uh, based on the money that we have provided. Wow, well, and uh, for those, and for, that's a big thing that you're doing. And for those of you that are listening that aren't familiar with the crowdfunding space or how those campaigns work, so some sometimes, and I've heard a couple of success stories. So the one that I remember, I remember seeing their co-founder speak about it was Cards Against Humanity, and that was a big mm -hmm. one, one of the big ones that blew up from the early days of crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. And you know, they they had this idea, and they started selling so many that it became, and they didn't really have the supply chain back end because you wouldn't. It's impossible to have predicted the type of success that it mm -hmm. would have. And even if you could, there wasn't the money there, right? Because you need the money first. Right. So they had to create a, a, a complete supply chain on how to send these Cards Against Humanity cards around the entire world where they mm -hmm. didn't even have that figured out. And they couldn't have, I mean, think about it. You create a card game, you're like, oh, then it goes viral. Then you, you have all these orders and you're like, holy smokes, I have to figure out how to, how to ship sure. these things on time. But... Um, the normal the normal model not using um, not using sprint um, crowdfunders um, then you also have to you also have to maintain the campaign you don't have professionals that are stepping in to help you grow it and to scale it and optimize right. it um, so like you have to you have to juggle both of those which is crazy so I love your model I get it um, and it makes a lot of sense so the obvious next question Karen is how do you find the type of companies that you want to work with yeah actually we, we use uh, three channels. Uh, the first one is we directly approach the uh, campaigners. So we crawl around Kickstarter, crawl around Indiegogo and see like cool campaigns with good potential and approach them directly with our services and, you know, uh, talk to them and in the end either we work or not, but still. <laughs> and the second channel is referrals by the agency. So campaigners mm -hmm. first go to the agencies with their idea, with their campaign and Seeing the potential, the partner agencies are, you know, advising to have at least an X amount of budget to have this campaign really cool on and with hitting all the goals and, you know, to make it a really viral campaign. And if there is a lack of budget, then uh, they are referring to us. So this is the second channel. And the third channel is just direct approach by the campaigners through our website, through our, like, social media, Facebook. Uh, approaching us and you know bringing up their ideas and this time it works like uh, the way back so 
uh, we are referring the campaign to the, to our partners depending on what what type of campaign it is on which platform it will run etc etc so depending on some uh, specialties of the campaign we are referring to a couple of our partners so that they can choose uh, with whom they will be going to working and then again we will uh, operate with the same uh, model of trilateral relationship around that Man, that's exciting. Um, I love it. It's a great model. It makes a lot of sense. Also, it's not like your deal flow is ever gonna is ever gonna dry up. Um, and it make and it oh, makes cool. sense. And you're and you're providing a well. There's always gonna be somebody. Right now, I'm already thinking. I'm like, oh man, I want to crowd. I, what do I get? Where's my product, Cotton? I want to launch something. I don't have anything. It's okay. <laughs> I don't have anything good to bring to your attention. If I did, I'd be like, come on, I'm launching. <laughs> but I'd have to be successful enough to get on your radar. So I don't know. Might not work. There's there you go. I'm just a podcaster. I'll, I'll figure that one out next time. <laughs> but I, mean, I love you know, You can try. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the thank you for the constellation. I can try. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so that being said, uh, Karen. So do you also take on um, investors, or is this all? Uh, do you also take on outside investors that want to back the fund, or how does that part of it work, or is it all just mm-hmm. private? Sure. Actually, uh, Sprint is an, uh, basically it's an equity fund with all the like uh, you know uh, equity fund rules and uh, structure. So from one side it is funding crowdfunding campaigns. From another side it is taking on private investors who are mm-hmm. you know have some uh, funds uh, set aside and can uh, mainly let's say with less risk uh, attract uh, to to gain some attractive uh, profits gain. On their money, uh, and to to bring up some numbers, uh, so far uh, we started, as I mentioned, in in 2018, and so far we have grown around like 47% in terms of uh, net asset value. So basically, that that was the gain gain for the investors totally. So what is are the right What are the mm-hmm. right type of investors that make sense for um for your type of fund? Right. So uh, we we usually seek for for investors who are who are uh, engaged in any kind of you know and would like to be engaged in innovation sphere because crowdfunding is more of an innovation type of product. And from another side, uh, they are less you know uh, more risk averse to say, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So less uh, risk takers, or they are doing a portfolio with their like risky investments say angel investments or maybe even like uh, higher stages of startup in- investments plus they are including in their portfolio print and with this they are somehow like uh, hedging uh, the risk uh, around around the innovation sector right in their overall yeah. portfolio so the, 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 these are the types of investors that we are looking for so, Karin, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Sprint Crowdfunders Fund, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? Basically, either through website, which is SprintCF.com, or through Facebook, which is, again, like SprintCF or Sprint Crowdfunders Fund. Otherwise, they can just email me at karin.vardanian at SprintCF.com. 
Perfect. Well, hey, Carden, um been great having you on the show today, uh, catching up and learning more about what you're doing over at Sprint Crowdfunders Fund. Um, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. I'll leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store. If you're listening to this on our YouTube channel, uh, Mission Matters Money, give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the comment section. Love to know what kind of things you're working on uh, and what's going on on, on your neck of the woods. Um, and Carden, thanks again for coming on the show.